Good morning, everybody. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. Uh, If you're watching on Facebook Live, go ahead and let us know you're worshiping with us. Write something in the comments. We would love to know who is with us. And we are all just thrilled to be with you this morning. Uh, And if you're listening online, we're happy you're with us as well. And uh, we're going to continue to be online as long as we need to be uh, doing church this way. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful to be able to worship together as a church family. Uh, we, we pray that during this time you will calm our anxieties and help us focus on you this morning. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. As Andy said, good morning. We are the celebration band. Uh, we play every Sunday when we have normal services uh, at 9 o'clock. So we would love to invite you to come join us. If, uh, if you're so led. Again, we're glad that you have gotten up to, to worship with us this morning. Uh, we've got a couple of songs that we're going to play you today. Uh, this first one is Lion and the Lamb. Uh, some of you may know it, others may not, but if not, maybe you can learn it by the end. Here you go. Yeah. 
next song we're doing is uh, is one by Mercy Me. It's called Even If. Uh, we chose this song as hopefully a, a message of hope in times like this that are so uncertain uh, with things going on with maybe your pocketbooks, maybe with your health, uh, that through all of this that God is our hope. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, mind in the broken, it'll be alright. Right now. Right now I just can't It's easy to see When there's nothing to bring me down What will I say When I'm held to the flame Like I am right now I know you're able And I know you can Save through the fire with your mighty hand.
Again, I just wanted to say it again that we are so glad that you are here worshiping with us online this morning. Uh, And if you would, would you join us in the affirmation of faith online at home? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I have a couple of uh, quick announcements for you, and I wanted to let you know Each Sunday, we will be here at 11 o'clock. That's what you're watching right now. But you can join us every Sunday at 11. uh, And you can do that on Facebook Live or on our uh, live stream on uh, on our website and on our app. And you can listen to old sermons as well. Let's say you liked a sermon that Pastor Sam did months ago. Go back and listen to it. It's much better than listening to the news, I promise. Uh, You can also join our youth group. We'll be live at uh, 6 p.m on Wednesdays and Sunday nights on the youth Facebook page and Instagram page. Our children's ministry is having a live uh, update every morning at 10 a.m. on the Facebook children's Facebook page. And our mosaic service that meets on Tuesdays at the Back 40, you can join us on our page at 6.30 on Facebook Live. Sam's Bible study is also online, and you don't want to miss that. Let's say you've never been a part of his, onla- his, of his Bible study in person. It doesn't matter. You can still join in online. And again, it's much better than watching the news. Everybody has a little extra time right now. Make sure to join in. Uh, And if you need any help with any Bible study, if you need help with the app, anything as far as watching our services online, call the church office. We want to make sure that you get connected and stay connected right now. Many people have asked me, they've asked, well, how can I give to the church uh, during this time? I wanted to let you know that we have online giving. You can do that through the app or the website. You can also do text to give. We have a phone number of 256-344-8464, and you can text to give through that. Um, So there's lots of ways to stay connected, and we want to stay connected with you. We're praying for all of you. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And as we're getting ready to do, do that, if you have a prayer concern, would you type it in on Facebook Live? We want everybody to be praying for you and your prayer concerns. And I know in everybody's hearts also the doctors and nurses and all of our friends in the medical community and our friends that are working at grocery stores and things like that, our essential workers, let's lift them up to the Lord as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, uh, many of us in in the church and in the community are stressed out right now, have anxiety. Uh, We pray for your peace. We pray for your comfort to come upon us. We pray for our doctors and our nurses. We pray that you will give them comfort, give them strength, give them wisdom. Uh, We pray for all the kids that are out of school, especially those that are seniors in high school. Uh, We pray your blessing on them as this is a hard time. We pray for our friends and family that are just struggling with anxiety of being uh, stuck in the house and not able to go anywhere. Uh, We pray for for mental health in our community. and God, you know, you know what the needs are that sometimes we don't even know what those needs are. And we can't think of them, God, but you know what they are. Would you join us in the Lord's Prayer this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. I want to say we interrupt your regularly scheduled Sunday morning worship with another week of worshiping online only. Um, seriously, though, we're glad you're here. And in case nobody has told you yet this morning, you're essential to us and you're essential to God. And we're glad that you're here worshiping with us today, even if we're only worshiping online or even if we're worshiping online, too. 
Uh, you're great. And if you're stuck at home today, I want you to think uh, not about being stuck at home, but about being safe at home. And we're glad you're worshiping with us today by live stream or by Facebook Live. We're trying to get better at broadcasting, and I hope that we are. These are strange times that we're going through, and uh, I hope that going through these strange times will not be lost, that won't be wasted on us, but that we'll learn some lessons from isolation and learn some lessons uh, for quarantine. So that's why today's message is uh, called Lessons from Quarantine. And all kinds of lessons I've learned lately, like just some of them are kind of silly. I've learned recently that uh, when I spend more time at home than usual working from home, I learned a lesson about my cat. Um, just because I'm more at home now doesn't mean that my cat Domino has given up ruling her kingdom. She is the empress, and if you have a cat, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, an another thing that I've learned, and this is kind of silly too, but I've learned that all of those uh, snack foods that you thought were going to last you all week long, uh, you run through them in about two days is, is, uh, is about how long it takes to run through all those snack foods. So I want to ask you today, if you're uh, worshiping with us by Facebook Live, uh, what are some of the lessons that you have learned in quarantine? And you can type those in now in the comments section. They can be, uh, they can be serious or they can be funny, but as always, just keep them kind, please. Um, I do have some serious lessons that I've been trying to learn, and these are things that have kind of popped out at me over the last two weeks or two or three weeks or so. And um, I'm sharing them with you today in the form of seven important words. And if you're a note taker, grab something and write this down because we don't have our usual outline today. But we do have cool signs, okay? Um, the first word is this, Jesus. Okay? And you might say, well, that's pretty obvious. You're a preacher, and yes, I know it is an occupational hazard to talk about Jesus all the time. Um, but I really do want us to remember Jesus right now. And because Jesus is the answer to the question, what is God like? Jesus is the answer to the question, what does God think of me? What does God think of us? Um, and that answer is found in, in the life and in the teachings and in the death and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, therefore, we filter everything that we believe about God. We filter everything we believe about what God is up to with us, what God is up to in our lives and in our world. We filter all of that through the life and through the teachings through the death and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, how does this apply during the global pandemic that we find ourselves in? Uh, well, it might apply something like this. Whenever somebody suggests to you that God is punishing us with this virus, we just need to remember Jesus. And simply put, Jesus healed people. Jesus didn't inflict them with viruses. Jesus came to give life, to give it abundantly, and not to steal, and not to kill, and not to destroy. We're reminded in John 10, 10. So this virus did not come from God, but God can bring something good from this virus like he does everything else from Romans 8, 28. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. This virus didn't come from God because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But God can bring something good from this and every other circumstance in your life. We're reminded in Romans 8, 28. So first word is Jesus. Uh, second word is control. If you like my posters, I uh, thank my daughters for helping me do that. I'm not that crafty, quite that crafty. So what I mean by control is we have to remember what we can control and what we can't control. Uh, and some of us, I'm talking to Pastor Sam here, need to reevaluate what we can and what we can't control. We can't, for instance, control how this pandemic has interrupted our lives. And frankly, unless you are in a lab doing work or research, you can't control a virus, period. So at the same time, we can 
do things that are smart, like take precautions and listen to the best advice of expert. We can't control how long all this would last, but we can control how we react, and we can control how we treat each other through all of this. We can't control the amount of toilet paper on the shelves at the store. Believe me, uh, I wish I could, but we can control our attitude, and we can control uh, how we treat the workers at the stores. We can't control what's on the news, but we do have this lovely thing called a remote control, and we can turn the news off for a little while, can't we? So what we can control and what we can't control is so important, and control is a touchy subject with me because I tend to have issues with that. I'm a thinker and I'm a planner and I would really like to have more control over outcomes and timelines and schedules. But the truth is, I don't. And if I'm honest with myself and honest before God, much of the control that I thought I had, I really didn't have to begin with. Our lives, our health, our normal way of life, all of that has always been fragile. It's just that lately we've been reminded of it. Okay, next word. Prioritize. These days it's really important to remember what's most important. These days it is essential to put first things first. God, family, friends, community, right? So all of those other things that we argue about and and like to go back and forth and debate on, like sports and politics and religious differences, all of that thing, all of those things that we give so much attention to, you know, they really don't seem so important right now, do they? Because now we see we have to keep the main thing the main thing. And that takes changing our priorities sometimes or remembering our priorities. All right, next word, pace. What I mean by pace is that we've got to remember to pace ourselves. This whole thing uh, will look more like a marathon than it will a sprint. That makes me a little bit uncomfortable to even say that, but we know it's true, don't we? And I have a tendency in the midst of a normal day to make a to-do list that's much longer than I can realistically accomplish. I do that during normal times. Anybody else like that? Okay, if, if that's you, type amen in the comment section or something like, give me a thumbs up. So if I do that on a normal day, imagine what my to-do list looks like when I'm working from home. Because my brain goes, hey, you know what? You can get done all of these things that you, that you want to do that are work-related, and you can also get all those projects at home. You can get all of them done, and you can get them done in one day. But I can't, and you can't, and it's all right. It's all right to pace ourselves. All right, this next one may be my favorite one, uh, just because of the picture, right? Uh, self. And what I mean by that, I don't mean be selfish. I'm talking about self-care. That's totally different. Because it's essential that we pay attention to our self-care right now. Listen, stress levels are through the roof for everybody, for everyone. And it's no wonder we've never been through anything quite like this before. And so I want to ask you to consider what healthy things are you trying to do to manage your stress level. I'm not talking about being non-stressful. That's out the window. I'm talking about manage your stress level. What do you do to help de-stress? Prayer and meditation and journaling and Bible study and exercise and getting fresh air, all of those things help me. Um, something else that helps me and something else that I just have to do is I have to give my brain a break from all of this. I have to give my brain a break from the constant stream of information about, okay, well, how many 
people are infected now or how many people are, are sick there and on ventilators. I have to give my brain a break from that and watch a movie or read a book or do an art project with my kids or something. I've got to give myself a break just for self-care. Next word is this. Others. Okay, simple word. Just a reminder that we all have to check up on one another. We already know that. Look, we already know that there are people who are especially vulnerable right now. I can think of a long list of people in my head right now who are going through chemo or they have health issues that have compromised their immune system and they're, they're really vulnerable at this time. Um, I can think of a long list of people who, because of their age, really, really can't afford to get sick with this thing. But I want you to also think about other people that you can check on. Think about those, those small business owners who are hurting right now because they had to close and things were already tough, but now they're impossibly tough. Think about the people that got laid off from their jobs. If, if you're working and your neighbor's not working, get a box of groceries and take over to them. Check on people that you know are struggling right now. Um, if you can do this and, and you're able to, uh, do a call-in order for some of uh, our local restaurants that are having takeout orders only. It would help out a lot and give you some good food too. We've got great restaurants around here. We've got a great community. We need to support it every way we can. And y'all, I'm about to say something that I don't think I've ever said in a sermon before. Ready? Donate blood. I mean, I've never said that in a sermon before, but this is so important. If you can do that, it would really, really help your neighbors out. It's so important. And don't forget to check on the people that you normally think of as being strong and able to go through anything. The ones who are never bothered, the ones who are never seeming like stressed out, check on the ones who are providing care to everybody else. Check on the doctors and the nurses and the pharmacists. Check on the ones who are called essential workers that don't get to, to take a break right now or that are not uh, having to self-quarantine right now. Check on them because they're having to work. Uh, check on your pastor. I know that sounds a little bit self-serving to say check on your pastor, but I can speak for Pastor Kerry and for Pastor Andy and for myself when I say this. We are not always okie-dokie, and somebody needs to check on those who are in ministry. Uh, this week, I had uh, one of, one of our, our church leaders to just call me out of the blue and say, I, I just want to check on you. How is the shepherd doing? Um, and at the time, I was having a pretty good day of it. I don't go day by day. I kind of go hour by hour. But at the time he called, I was doing pretty well, and I was able to tell him I was doing pretty well. But I really appreciated uh, him thinking of me and checking on me. And by the way, this guy, what he was doing was he was going through the contact list on his phone, and he was just calling people on his contacts list. Isn't that a great idea? So check on others. Simplify. Simplify. One of my favorite authors, Anne Lamott, writes this, she says, the secret to life is to do the next right thing and then the next. Step-by-step -step living is what we have to do right now. Step-by-step. -step. Not five steps down the road because we don't know that yet. We can't do that right now. Just step-by-step, -step. just enjoying the simple things. The spring flowers and blooms. Enjoy that. Go outside in your driveway and make a pollen angel on the driveway. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But appreciate the, the spring blooms. Consider the lilies, Jesus said. Consider the sparrows. Really, honestly, raise the windows and listen to the birds sing. Simplify. My dad was a very wise man. Uh, and whenever he had a birthday or, or some occasion, Father's Day or something, 
that was coming up and my sister and I wanted to get him a gift, uh, we would say something like, Dad, is there anything that you need? I was thinking that he would say, I need a new bottle of Old Spice aftershave or something like that. But he would grin and he would say, cool water and kind words. That's all I really need. Just cool water and kind words. There's something to be said about how quarantining helps us to simplify things and focus our minds. Like one morning when I first started having to do the quarantine thing, I was really praying about this, and I thought, Lord, um, do you have a word for me uh, during this quarantine time? And that morning, as this happens all the time, y'all, that morning I was reading from Luke chapter 17, and I read these verses. This is Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. If you're following along, if you want to grab your Bible and follow along at home. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he approached the village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. As they went... They were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was thinking as I read that, if anybody knew what it was like to be in quarantine, it would be those 10 lepers, right? Those 10 guys from Luke chapter 17. They had leprosy. Today we know it as Hansen's disease, a terrible disease. It's a disease that causes numbness in the extremities and eventually can cause loss of the extremities, the fingers and toes and things like that. We know now that it's caused by particular bacteria. We know now that it's almost always curable with antibiotics. We know that now. And as scary as it is now, we know that it can be treated. But in the ancient world, in Jesus' day, They didn't know anything about bacteria. They didn't know anything about antibiotics. And so somebody had a rash that came up on their skin. What they would do was go to the priest. And then the priest would take a look at their rash or whatever was on their skin. And the the priest might or might not declare them unclean. And then they would be quarantined outside the city with the rest of the unclean folks. We could just call that a mandated quarantine or mandatory quarantine, I guess. And as for social distancing, well, lepers in Jesus' day had to stay a certain amount of distance away that was determined by the priest. Let's say 100 paces. They would stay 100 paces away from anybody who was approaching them. And if anybody started to approach them and get in that that social distancing zone, they had to cover their face and shout, unclean. So the quarantine and the social distancing, we might think that it's new. It's not a new thing, people. But we're trying to make the gospel story here apply to our lives today. And that's really the whole point of Bible study and biblical preaching is to not just read these words, not just hear these stories about Jesus, but to apply them to our lives. So here are some important things that I notice about this story from the ten leopards. And I've got three more words for you, okay? Um, The first thing I notice is they cry out to Jesus in verse 13. Uh, Prayer is our next big word. Prayer. I look at what they did and... I think that it really represents one of the most basic forms of prayer, and that is a heart's cry and a cry with our mouths to Jesus. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
So why did these lepers approach Jesus and cry that out to him? Maybe they'd heard about what Jesus had done to other people. Or maybe they just thought, hey, you know, what have we got to lose? The worst thing he could do is to just tell us to go away. And so they took a chance. But let's, you and I, think about our situations, wherever they are, wherever you're watching or listening from today, your current situation. Why should you pray? Why should I pray? Do we have any reason to believe that the God of the universe would take time to hear us? Do we have any reason to believe that if we cried out for mercy, Lord, have mercy on us, that Jesus would hear and that he would give us mercy? A thousand million times yes, we do. Let me share one of my favorite passages of Scripture with you from Lamentations 3, verses 21 through 30, 23. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So I think this time of quarantine is a really, really good opportunity for us to spend more time in prayer and maybe to explore some new and different ways of praying. I'll give you a couple of examples. Maybe we could change our prayer environment. Go for a prayer walk. If you can get outside and go for a walk, and as you walk by somebody's house, pray for the family that lives in that house, whatever's going on in their lives. If you can't get out and you can't go for a walk, try going to a different room in your house and literally change your point of view and pray with your eyes wide open. Try holding a, a small object in your hand, maybe a, a prayer cross or a smooth stone or a beautiful flower while you pray. Try writing your prayers down in a, in a letter form or in your prayer journal. Something else you could try is try talking with the Lord just like you would talk to a friend. Yes, out loud. And yes, you might want to warn someone who's in the room with you that you're doing this so that uh, they don't misunderstand. So you can talk with the Lord just like you would talk with a friend. If you're driving, if you have to drive somewhere, turn the music off and use that time to pray. And yes, talk out loud. If you're driving around here, nobody will think a thing about it. Try praying the Psalms. Uh, just pray the psalms as they are. Many of them are songs or prayers to begin with. Make them yours. Or try, try praying um, some other scripture like the Jesus prayer from Luke eighteen thirteen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. If you think about it, that's very similar to what the, the lepers said to Jesus that day in today's gospel. See, I believe in the power of prayer, not just up here, but in here. Because I've seen what it's done in my lives. I've seen what it's done in the lives of others. I see what it did in the lives of these ten lepers. They cried out to Jesus. Um, second thing they did, verse 14, they took a step of faith. They took a step of faith. Jesus told them to go show themselves to the priest. Well, what's up with that? Why in the world would Jesus tell them to go show themselves to the priests? Well, just as the priest declared them unclean, the only way they could get back into rejoin society was that the priest would have to declare them clean. And so Jesus was telling them to go to the priest so that they could get approval from the priest to rejoin society that they were clean. But here's the point. Jesus told them to do that while they still had leprosy. He told them to do that. While they still had leprosy, it was a step of faith. Listen to these four words in verse 14 very closely. And as they went. In other words, they took a step of faith. And as they went, 
they were made clean. That must have been hard to do. It must have been hard for them to take that step because something inside of these guys had to be screaming, why in the world would we do this? Why in the world do I need to go show myself to the priest? I still have leprosy for crying out loud. But they went because Jesus said to go. And as they went, they were made clean. So what step of faith is God asking you to take today? You know, sometimes I think just living through another day without totally being in despair is a step of faith. Sometimes I think that believing that there is a light at the end of this crazy tunnel that we're in, that in itself is a step of faith. But here's what faith is. Faith is believing where we have not yet seen because of God's great faithfulness. Faith. And then one last word, gratitude. Verses 15 and 16 says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. So one out of ten. One out of ten. And, And the thing is, this one that came back, was what you could call a double outcast because not only did he have leprosy, but he's also a Samaritan. And you can look this up when you have time about the the animosity between the Jews and the Samaritans and how that they were considered unclean. And just like it was the Samaritan who stopped to help the wounded man on the side of the road when Jesus told the story of the good Samaritan, it was the Samaritan here who came back and gave thanks I don't know. What about the rest of the nine? Well, they they followed Jesus' instructions, didn't they? They followed the letter of the law. They went and did what Jesus said and showed themselves to the priest. But they just didn't come back and say thank you. So Jesus didn't take away their healing. You need to remember that because they didn't show gratitude. And God continues to bless us even if we're not grateful. Because love is who Jesus is. Healing is who Jesus is. Forgiveness is who Jesus is. Just like Jesus forgave the ones who nailed him to the cross. Jesus does that because of who he is. But listen, gratitude. Gratitude. A grateful heart carries its own reward. And it was this grateful Samaritan at the end of the day who left that place whole. I want you to hear that. I'm going to say it again. It was that grateful Samaritan who left that place whole. Your faith has made you well, Jesus said. Well, that word that Jesus uses here, by the way, is the Greek word sozo. And it does mean delivered from sickness. But it's also the same word that is sometimes translated saved. Speaking of our spiritual salvation. See, we have every reason to believe that that grateful Samaritan was changed on the inside as well as on the outside. So, lessons from quarantine. I want to close with a question in this time of quarantine. Do you have a rule? I'm not talking about a list of rules like nobody better eat mama's chocolate. I'm talking about a way of living. When I was in school, I read about uh, St. Benedict. He was one of my favorites. Benedict was a 5th century monk who founded uh, communities of monks all around Italy. He is famous for his eggs. And if you get that joke, please comment in the the comment line of Facebook line. Yeah. He's almost, he's always... He's also famous for the Benedictine rule. And by rule, I don't, again, mean a set of rules. I mean a way of living, a rhythm of life, a rhythm that was a day-to-day thing that the monks followed. So in this new reality that you have, have you developed a rhythm of living? So while Benedictine monks are separated off from the rest of society in a kind of self-quarantine, if you think about it, They have a rhythm to their day. So 
during this time that we're separated off, I wonder if we might think about what our rule of living will be. And I want to challenge all of us to let the lesson from the ten lepers sink deeply into our hearts today. Prayer, faith, gratitude. What a fruitful, healing rhythm of life that would be. Prayer, faith, gratitude. Let's pray. Lord, let these lessons sink deeply into our spirits today. Help us to learn well what your spirit would teach us. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank you again for joining in. Um, we will be, of course, airing this one again throughout the week. And tune in next week at 11 o'clock uh, for another service. Everybody stay safe out there.